friends. How you doing? It's Monday again. We made it. And um, seven-ish. So you know what that means. It's time for a little Lifestyles of Love with your girls, Chris and Vic. I'm Chris. I'm Vic. Here's some special guests. Some, uh, you know, former guests. They've been here before talking tonight about some breast cancer awareness we have our girl amber hey hi miss jackson if you're nasty and and we have her love um mr barney sugar tone sukitan whatever you want to call it (laughs) all of the above what's happening and um yeah we're talking about breast cancer awareness today or tonight um, but first, just give a shout out to our sponsor of the month, Adrian Aguilar of uh, Love Local Real Estate. You can always email him um, at dreamhomes702 at gmail.com for any inquiries in the Las Vegas or Henderson areas, IG at LV underscore Adrian. And if you have some comments or questions, you can always call us during the live broadcast. 702-608-3259, VegasHypeMedia.com. We're live right now on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, we're, we got a few watch parties going on. So um, get into it. Now, you know, usually we, you know, we talk about hot topics, which we can do, but there's so much to say about breast cancer awareness that I don't want to, I want to get sidetracked. So what's going on? It's three weeks of the election. Mm. It's a lot of a lot of foolery, um, but <laughs> the Lakers won. The Lakers won. Legends <laughs> never Kwan die. Quan's very, very happy. Los Angeles is very happy, um, unless they're Clippers fans. And um, <laughs> wow. And um, LeBron got another one. So good for him. I I'm, I'm glad that they Kudos. won. You know. Since Kobe passed this year, too, like, I'm really happy that they won. Yeah. But what I've always wondered is, like, why the fuck haven't they moved the Clippers to another city? I don't know. Like Vegas. I, I said that. I don't know. Please don't. No. Like Vegas. No, they don't have to come to Vegas. But They could literally go anywhere. Mean, like, <laughs> they can come to Vegas. They could they they can go, go to like Antarctica. Like, really could. I mean, they could be in Alaska. They could be <laughs> Alaska, Alaska, though. The Hawaii. They should move them to Seattle and then rename them the Supersonics. Mm. And then maybe are they? Uh, are they not a team anymore? I just don't understand why there's two LA teams in the first place. Why? Because LA is a big market. Well, is it? it is. Oh yeah. It's it not is. really there's if two, everybody's a Laker fan. There's two New York teams. Listen, the Brooklyn Nets, Nets and the, Brook- oh, oh, the right. Brooklyn Nets. And no, but the these New are different cities. The it's not like you're saying the Long Beach Clippers or the Redondo Beach or the Malibu. Well, He's I mean, still LA, yeah, LA Lakers, LA Clippers. They're moving. Warriors. They're moving to Inglewood, so they can change them to the Inglewood Clippers. They should. Day. They should. <laughs> That's very <laughs> fitting. Um, I wouldn't want to. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be a Clipper if I could be a fucking Laker. That's what I'm, I'm saying. LA. I don't know. Yeah. I never understood Clipper fans. No, I just no, didn't. No. Like, what's the point? I mean, some people. No, like, what's the point? Don't you live in like LA. The... What's the point? Oh, you don't like the colors. I don't know. I like the Clippers. Only yeah, but my you don't name. exactly. I never had a problem with the Clippers, you know. I, uh... Oh, I have all problems with the Clippers. 
but I just feel like why you know why um what else uh they were speaking of the clippers Chris I love your hair Oh, thank you. Speaking <laughs> yes. of Clippers. <laughs> yes, I clipped it myself. Yes. I bet. Yes. It's time for a change. Back to basics. That. Love it. Now I can wear wigs yes. freely with no judgment. But whenever you're going, yeah, whenever you're going through a transition, it always starts with your hair. So It's true. It's true. Yep. It was in solidarity oh. also. That's awesome. Uh, Adora Mirage. Is that how you say it? Adora. A what? Adora, Who? Adora, Adora Mirage. Who's that? Who's that? From what is that? Wakanda, the the girls with, oh. the, with oh. the hair, with, oh. with, with the no hair. See that you know? is that's bold. <laughs> I've never I've never gone that far. But... I, I never knew any of their names. Just well, the the, the, the name of their no. tribe like is Adora. The yes. the second word I really can't pronounce, but yeah. Oh. Well, I heard okay. I heard the I heard that uh, they're replacing. Black Panther, or they're replacing Chadwick's character in the fifth Avengers movie. I heard that. Uh, yeah, there, I think so, there's I mean, going to be a lot of um, rumors out right now. So mm. it, just well, it's not going to be. Just wait till it's, it's real. Not going to be Zuri. It's not going to be the sister. It's Shuri. I, sure, that's I, I, said, I Shuri. thought it was, but I, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of speculations and a lot of um, just rumors out right yeah, now. Yeah, it's not a rumor. You know? okay. And he's that's fair. He hasn't been gone that long. I know. It's like damn. Yeah. Not long at all. But I guess, you know, that's showbiz. Yeah. Um, well, we can just get into it because there is so much to say. <laughs> um, so does anybody know why they chose October as Breast Cancer Awareness Month? I, not a clue. Mm-mm. I was wondering that. I was like, why October? Um, instead of, I don't know, any other month. Um. I thought maybe you guys would know. Okay, that's cool. No, oh, I but I, I've always loved um, like watching the football games in October and seeing the men's like cleats, like pink mm. or some other yeah, jerseys and things like that. I honestly and wouldn't I, be surprised if that has anything to do with it mm. because it's it's very it's a very corporate mm-hmm. um, I, decision. I was just about to say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I that was makes just sense. About to say that, even though you know it is very much so monetized. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still always loved, like, you know, seeing that. Even, like, going to the grocery store, certain grocery stores, their bags are pink during October and things like that. I know it's so, you know, uh, like you were saying, corporate, but mm-hmm. I like seeing that support. Now, where the money goes, which we'll discuss later. Right. That's what we were, yeah, <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> yeah. But now I feel like that's, I feel like that about every organization. Mm-hmm. Anywhere I put my money now, I'm like, mm. but where is it going? That's why you got to deal local. Yeah. Truly. Small and local. True. Truly. Yeah. Um, so what is breast cancer? Breast cancer is a type of cancer that starts in the breast. Obviously. Um, breast cancer cells usually form a tumor that can often be seen on an x-ray or felt as a lump. And occurs almost entirely in women. But men can get it. Yeah. It's yeah. like 1% or something. Um. And it's important to note that most breast lumps are benign and non-cancerous or malignant. Um, because women, when we have our periods, you know, like our boobs get lumpy and um, hormones, hormones, pregnancy, 
there's all kinds of fluctuation of size and shape of breasts, which is why it's mm -hmm. important to self-exam and to, you know, be aware of like what's normal and what's not normal. Yeah. It's going to be hard for women that have um, dense tissue. Yes. That's what we can uh, yes. So women with very dense tissue, meaning it's very thick and it's hard to feel uh, the uh, impurities in your, in your, in your breast, mm -hmm. you will need a mammogram to see. If, if if it's if there's anything there or if your 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 tissue is just you know thick so. yeah and i found that out i had a mammogram like mm, two years ago which you know they don't even recommend until you no. <sighs> um and the woman told me that i had breast dense or dense breast tissue but that that was a whole nother like scan or a whole nother screening or a whole nother um like another type of mammogram to like look at the dense tissue. I don't know. Um, predominantly, that's a black woman yeah. issue is the dense breast tissue. I had the same reading. I had a mammogram last year uh, mm -hmm. also. And so uh, my reading came back the same dense. I had to go back for like further testing. So what was the further testing though? Um, did I have a cat scan? Oh, they like had to put you through some. Probably it wasn't okay. like a different test. Like, it was just like like a, MRI. Yeah, I'd have an MRI, maybe in a cat. Or I had an ultrasound. That's what I had. Okay, to I had an ultrasound. Yeah, I had to have an ultrasound. Oh, okay. Um, and then I had like a follow up mammogram, but I felt lumps, and so mm -hmm. um, that's you know I went to my gynecologist because you have to get you know referrals. Well, I guess it depends. I don't know if it depends on which insurance you have or mm. things like that. Um, you know, you can't just go like to a radiology. Right. I mean, you know, generally, yeah, they want you to have r referrals. I think it's just so yes. that it's streamlined so that, you know, they're like, well, somebody's like, oh, I felt. And they're like, yeah, okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> and it's like, you know? did you get a pap? Yeah. Because the doctor or the OBGYN yeah. will usually do, you know, a breast exam. exam. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, basically just want you to go through all the channels. All the channels. So I guess they can cross their T's, dot their I's. That's fair enough. You know, we don't yeah. want to panic too quickly. Right. However, all of those channels are usually at least two weeks apart. Let me just say that. Now that's, so that's a long time. For that's you a long time. Like, well, I'm waiting for this one and I'm waiting for that one and I'm waiting right. for this one. Right. Meanwhile, for that one. shit could be going on. I waited for months. Please. Yeah. And how does the panic not, you know, uh, ensue during this time? You're waiting, you know, you feel like something may be wrong. You feel something that you feel like is abnormal. Mm -hmm. And then you have to wait so long in between, you know, going to these doctor's visits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm an anxious uh, person. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it it's uh it's a challenge in in real life Absolutely. because I mean, we're we're coming on October Breast Cancer Awareness Month, mm -hmm. and ironically, uh we started, you know, or like reconnecting dating or whatnot mm -hmm. in October of last year, mm. and I think either the end of October or beginning of November is where my lump was discovered by him. He discovered it, y'all. Yeah. So, and you know what? And when I talked to my doctors about that, they said uh, majority of the time it is when the partner finds the lump. And the crazy thing is I actually checked myself the day before, like in the shower. Really? Yeah. So, and I didn't feel anything. And when he felt it, I was like leaned on my side. So it was like a certain position. Mm. And then, so I stood up and I tried to find it and I couldn't. 
and it was like on the outside area. So I had to lay back down and find it and then get back up and find it again. And then I was like, okay. And, you know, I immediately called um, because I hadn't had my um, my annual that year. I was, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I was like, ah, I'll just wait. I'll do it next year. Like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I immediately called and scheduled to go in. And I didn't say like, oh, I felt something or whatever. It was just like, well, it's time for my annual anyway. Let me just go in there. And then, so when I did go in, um, I, I did, you know, tell my doctor and she's like, okay, yeah, it's around, and I, I could hear her say like three centimeters and stuff like that. And like, you know, three centimeters, like really, really little, but to mm-hmm. me, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like, you know, Golf ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like a grapefruit in there. Like, you know, what's going to happen? And, um, and then she's like, okay, well, we're, we need to do like a, an ultrasound, um, but I also was like concerned about other parts of my body. Mm. So um, I was like, well, just check everything. And they were like, okay, yeah, we're going to send you for referrals, blah, blah, blah. And this was like, like I said, the beginning of November, I went to, um, I went to Africa and like shortly after that, mm-hmm. and then it was Thanksgiving and then, you know, and then it's almost to Christmas. So after Thanksgiving, I go in and I'm like kind of freaking out. And they do an ultrasound of my uterus because I was worried about some things there. And they're like, oh, oh, you got healthy ovaries and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, now what about my boobs? And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, didn't you get to, didn't, didn't uh, Desert Radiology call you like to get your, and I was like, no, like I never got a referral. Like, I don't know. So somewhere the ball was dropped. Mm. Right. So then I, I'm there and I'm, I'm calling Desert Radiology. She's like, well, we don't have a referral. I'm putting them on the phone with the receptionist. Like, well you guys need to, somebody needs to talk to somebody because yeah. I, I never got paper. So I need to know mm. what's going on. So they figured that out. And then this is like before Christmas, middle of uh, December. But because of the holidays and stuff, the next schedule out was January 15th. Wow. So I can basically remember every other, every date mm-hmm. from that point, like everything before okay. that I can't remember. And it, it's just so weird. But I was like, okay, January 15th. So I went over the holidays and everything. By this time, this is like a month. From, from when I thought I was going in there to have that checked, mm-hmm. but it was something else that we were having checked, mm-hmm. you know? So I go have my mammogram, um, which is, which is uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. And so right. for people that are scared to have a mammogram, it does not hurt. It's very uncomfortable. There's a lot of things that go on in your mind. Yeah. Uh, I paced back and forth. The lady was talking to me, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it's cancer is something. I mean, we, we know there's there's uh, childhood cancer, mm-hmm. um, but generally beyond that, we feel like if, if you've lived your if you've gone into adult life without it, then you won't get it until you are old. Right. That's a little you misconception. Know? And mm-hmm. I was uh, 33 when we when we found it and and i gone through like a majority of this process so she's like talking to me like kind of like keeping me like calm like okay well we're going to do this and i'm going to push you this way and it's going to be you know it was very uncomfortable but it did not hurt right and um and my breasts are not like huge but you know they're 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 there (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. so going through that and then it was like that was like a, I think that happened on a Friday. Mm. 
I, I don't know whatever January 15th was, but I just know on a Saturday night at seven o'clock, I got a phone call. I like, looked at like my, my Apple watch on. I'm like, I got, I missed a phone call from my gynecologist on a Saturday night at seven o'clock. Like they're close, you know? So I'm like, tell my coworker, Hey, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. I got to take a phone call. Mm-hmm. So I call her back and she's like, Hey, I want you to come in on Tuesday, you know, so we could talk about your results. And I was like, eh, it's Saturday. So you want me to wait Sunday, Monday to, you could, you got to tell me something like now. You know, and she's like, well, there are some concerns. It does look like, and I, I blurred out a lot of what she was saying, but I did hear malignant. Mm-hmm. I heard come in Tuesday mm-hmm. and I heard biopsy. Yes. There you go. So I was like, okay. And I kept all my stuff together. I went back to work and my coworker was like, oh, what happened? And I was like, oh, there's something, but you know, I'll talk about it later. And I was like, just happy right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i <laughs> obviously a friend like i didn't want i didn't want it to be a thing or known i mean he found it and i wasn't fine on telling him mm. about it at all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know uh, i remember calling vic and i was almost not going to even call her but she's you know she's like my little nurse so but i was really like i should just tell nobody and just mm. figure this out. I mean, there's really nothing to tell yet, you know, technically. Right. So um, I end up telling some people, not when I had my mammogram. I think when I had my mammogram, it was only Vic and, um, and B that knew. But two weeks later, like I came in on that Tuesday, Vic came with me and it was just, it was a whole bunch of things. And I was like, well, what stage? And they're like, well, we're not at that point yet. And I'm just like, I just want to know. Like, right. I, I need to know stage what to do, like, you know, what what's going on. But it was like, oh, we're going to send you to a specialist. Mm-hmm. And you need to get a biopsy before that. So two mm-hmm. weeks after the 15th, on like the 31st, I got my biopsy. Mm-hmm. And I had, we had all these plans. We had a little staycation going on. We had all these plans. And uh, I thought I was going to be able to wear the strap of stress after the biopsy. No. Let me just interject with <laughs> the biopsy. A biopsy is, um, it's done when mammograms, um, like image testing mm-hmm. of like the physical exam, like mm-hmm. to show the breast or like where the cancer may be. Just, just, so, just so you know. So basically in a biopsy, they went in. Um, I had a, a friend actually in the, in the room with me when they did it, but they went in with like a, a, a needle, right? like a, a what do you call like a video thing like endoscopic yeah so so they could see what they're mm-hmm. looking at so there okay. was like a, a tv that i wasn't looking at because i was you know that can't go there but there was you could look at it mm. and i had to be very still and my arm was above my head and it was like saying saying lay in this awkward position and stay there and this needle would be inside and they would numb you um and then I would feel kind of some things and they would nut me some more. But like just my, my toes were wiggling. Like that's the only thing I could move. And I'm just like, and I, I tried to hold it together as much as I could, but I'm pretty sure I cried on that table. <laughs> it, that is understandable. <laughs> um, no, absolutely. Yeah. And then waiting for the results for that was like maybe like a week later or whatever. And right. when I met with the specialist and she came in and she's like, at first, she was like, well, do we have your results? And I was like, I mean, I, I, I think so. So she had I love the, how they ask you. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> so she had the people call 
Uh, and then she came back and she's like, okay. She's like, yeah, so you're positive. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, wait. That's not what I want to be. Mm. Like, I'm thinking, like, I'm, yeah, I'm positive. Like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and um, positive isn't what you want to hear in a situation like that. So, and then it was a blur of a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> so, just going back to like where breast cancer even starts, it says that most begin in the ducts that carry the milk to the nipple. Um, some start in the glands that make breast milk. Um, and small numbers start in other tissues in the breast. Um, so, and all, it says although many types cause a lump, not all cause a lump. Yeah. So, there's many breast cancers that are also found on mammogram screenings before symptoms are even present. So if you, that's why, that's why getting a mammogram is super important. That's why it's, it doesn't make sense to me why they say, wait till you're 35. If if you can get breast cancer, I feel like you should start getting mammograms when you have a breast, but that's just me, you know, like, I don't know. Well, I, wasn't it 40 once upon a time? Yeah, Yeah. it it definitely used to be. And Mm -hmm. I think they, they've lowered it over the years, just, uh, I guess from research and, and seeing that people were kind of, uh, getting it earlier, um, yeah, but it's supposed dying. to be at 35, and then every year, you know, after that, mm-hmm. and then it's like, well, if if you have certain circumstances where your family history mm-hmm. says otherwise, mm-hmm. then you should be getting it sooner. Right now, I have a family history of a lot. Sorry, I feel like I'm not speaking. A lot of cancer on my mother's side of the family. But not necessarily, like, or not historically breast cancer. Okay. So I have a very close aunt who had breast cancer first, and she was in her late 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a horrible experience. Mm-hmm. She, she vlogged it on Facebook, and I, I thought that was every experience. Okay? okay. So when someone said, like, I had a friend who um, has had breast cancer twice. And when someone said, hey, I have cancer, I have breast cancer, that immediately it was like, oh, my gosh, you're going to have the, this, experience. this experience. And, you know, everyone's experience is completely different, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, so I had an aunt who had it in, in her late 40s, another aunt who had it, uh, I want to say maybe, like, her early 50s. Um, but this is, like, in the recent years, you know, and mm-hmm. that I'm the youngest mm-hmm. one in my family. Um, I'm going to say on, on both sides of my family who has had uh, breast cancer. But it's not like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not like my mother or my or my grandmother. You know, it wasn't like historically down mm-hmm. the line where they would say like, hey, you got to get checked for this. But there's so many other cancers in my family. So do I just go in and say like, hey, right. just, just check my whole body. And right. I'm the only one out of like uh, my generation of cousins mm-hmm. who has been diagnosed and going through this you know right so it's just like well what what do you really do like when when do you really start right and Mm -hmm. so that's the biggest thing right is like i don't know when you start to take it serious i don't know it's it's really difficult because you know the the medical industry makes it hard in america to be in control of your own health and they 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 won't approve it they won't approve it like you know, like evidence of things. Like right. when, when I was uh, 
when I was shown like my options of breast cancer, it was like, well, you can do a lumpectomy, mm-hmm. you can do a mastectomy, you could do a double mastectomy and have reconstruction, and your insurance will cover it because of your family history. Mm-hmm. However, if 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 I wow. if I didn't have any family history of of any cancer and it was just me, then they would just be like, oh, well, you just probably just get a lumpectomy and you know you'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? So it. If I probably would have went in there and, and known beforehand, like, hey, I have a lot of cancer in my history. You think I should get a mammogram? But I feel like I would have to propose this question to my doctors to, to even, right. you know, like I would have to be forefront and, and be like, hey, so I'm kind of worried about, like, what do you think? Like, can I? Because without a referral, I won't be able to do that. And, and, on top and, of, and maybe there's a way of going to do it um, without insurance, uh, but you know. I don't know. On top <laughs> of the fact that, you know, um, black women are not always believed um, mm-hmm. about their yeah. pain, their symptoms, um, what they may be going through medically. We're just not always believed, which is really disgusting, you know, um, truth. You, really, you have to find a doctor that you trust, that you feel yeah. comfortable with, because it's it's a lot in... I mean, I have a... a <laughs> I've gone, like, most of my years with just having, like, okay, well, I got a gynecologist. That's all I need. Like, I just need to get my woman parts checked out. I don't really need to see anybody else. Mm-hmm. I have, like, this plethora of doctors now, and having to like go through and research them all and try to feel mm-hmm. like okay well what do their credentials say and what do their clients you know or, or, or their patients say and mm-hmm. and how do I feel and then meeting with them and th- they can be gen- I had one doctor who uh who everyone said was a genius but his but they would also say that his bedside manner wasn't good mm. and I was like well oh, I, yeah. I I can't yeah. be in this situation and deal with Someone your not right. empathy yeah. deal with your uh I, I can't even think of words, but you know, in insensitivity towards yeah. what the hell I'm going through. Yeah. You know, and, and it could be a genius that you want to be. I'm just still like, I, I don't know whose team you're on. That's like autistic or something. What? Yeah. Like you're a super genius, but you can't deal with people. Like it's, that's a hard, yeah. I don't know. That's a hard sell. But I, but I also feel like sometimes it's, it's a, it's, it's a man thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I feel like, like, um, this, that's a woman thing too. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying like th- this doctor was a man and I was like, well, maybe he doesn't know what yeah. this, what these mean to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't, he's not. And, and his points were valid, but just the, the come across, it just had me. I mean, I guess we can, shook, we can, know? yeah. Okay. You can say, we can say it in that, in, in those terms, because, you know, we don't know what it's like for men who get tested testicular cancer you know and have to deal with those factors and to us we're probably like just get rid of the ball man like nobody cares (laughs) you don't need them yeah yeah. like nobody's looking nobody cares but those are his balls so um. yeah i don't know i've been to like a female doctor for a female issue and i felt like she may have had all the degrees and uh, certifications in the world and i thought that her bedside manner was terrible Mm -hmm. um but I, i will say this you know, being in the medical industry, I have to, you know, and I, I'm not saying, you know, Amber, when you were talking about you have to find a doctor that you trust. Absolutely. Right. But at the same time, too, it is very important. And, uh, you know, sometimes we may, um, you know, you may feel like you're annoying staff by asking questions and things like that. Right. But if there's something that you do not understand, 
you need to advocate for yourself and ask questions yeah, about why, you know, if you felt like you're not being heard, then maybe you need to switch doctors. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes we just put our trust and it's, and it's crazy because you absolutely can trust, you know, some medical professionals, but you know, there are some, um, you hear all the time about people who, yeah, were misdiagnosed and uh, I mean it's practicing medicine mm-hmm. so it's not perfected medicine you know mm-hmm. but sometimes you do have to take certain things into your own hand you know yeah. uh, if people are you know if people are running tests on you I ask why so that yeah. you know what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. I, I see it yeah, I've seen it you know and that really that bothers me sometimes um, because they can just run up your insurance and you don't know what the hell is going on. You right. just think that they're really there to take care of you mm-hmm. and things like that. But they really, you know, they ask take care questions of themselves. about why certain things. Yeah. Ask questions yeah. why, think, you know, what concerns do they have or what do they see? And maybe you may not understand. Write it down. Go look it up um, mm-hmm. or go switch doctors. But definitely don't just leave your life in and someone else's hands. hands. Yes. Yeah, yes. Nurse big. Hands up. That's a nurse telling you that, Definitely. okay? So, so <laughs> just saying. Um, so, breast cancer can spread. Luckily, that did not happen, right? Um, it did actually. So okay. it 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 didn't to the extent of being like, oh, it it spread from my breast to my lungs or anything mm-hmm. like that. It wasn't a metastasized. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So mm-hmm. it was when I was diagnosed. I was diagnosed with. DCIS, um, which is the early stage cancer, and I believe it's like something, it, it's like in the milk ducts. And I remember trying to figure out, like, well, how do I get this kind of cancer? And it was like all these things of like, oh, you probably got it from this. You probably got it from not having kids. You probably got it from, yeah. you know, like, and I was like, wait, what? That's so, <laughs> so wild. I mean, right. you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's so many, like, oh, well, you could have possibly. There's a lot got of risk factors. Yeah. We're going go So, um, but it was DCIS, it was early stage, and they can't tell you to save until they actually take it out and send it, you know, to get, right. um, to get. Diagnosed. There are types of yeah. cancer, pathology. there are stages yeah. of cancer. Yeah, so, so yeah. basically you can't get the pathology un- until they, they take it out. But so, um, but beforehand she said if she had to diagnose it, she said, she said it would be like an early stage, like a, a zero or one, but she said like a zero. And okay. so I was like, okay, well, that's good. So it's zero. We'll just go in. We'll take it out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my surgery was supposed to be April 24th and, you know, pandemic. Right. March 15th, Vegas just completely shut down. Mm-hmm. So then that got pushed back. My surgery got pushed back um, twice. Uh, it was supposed to be June 1st. And then they were like, oh, well, I think the day before the surgery, after I had like my pre-op, they were like, we have to send you in for MRI because we saw something on your chest and we don't want you on a ventilator. So, right. Okay. So then, so let me just say, so breast cancer can spread when cancer cells get into the blood or into the lymph system Mm -hmm. and are carried to the other parts of the body. So cancer cells can enter your lymph vessels and start to grow Mm -hmm. in your lymph nodes. And most Mm -hmm. lymph vessels of the breast drain into the underarms, Mm -hmm. the um, above or below the collarbone, and then inside the chest near the breastbone. Yeah. So those are that's where it tends to spread, and then go from there basically. Yeah, and there's there's so many lymph nodes in your in your body, in your, yeah, in your body, but definitely in the underarm. But mine right, right. mine spread from a from from 
February or from from January to when I had my surgery June fifteenth. It went from a zero to a one. Hmm. So from yeah. when I had my mammogram and biopsy, it went from is a zero small? to a that's one. That's small, right? Yeah, it, 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 it is small, but it was micro-invasive, meaning that if I didn't get it taken care of, it was starting to invade my tissue. It was starting to make oh. itself a home, wow. a place to be. Now, it wasn't in my nose. I was very fortunate that it wasn't in my lip, lymph nodes at all. You know, okay. But it Amen. was starting to make its presence. So had, had it not been detected early, and and then during a pandemic, like who knows when I would have, you know, because at, at first I couldn't find it. And then afterwards, I would feel it every day, like right. multiple times a day. I would just make sure it's zone, there. I would just zone off and I would just feel it. I'd lay there. I'd feel it. I, you know, I just and mm-hmm. not like feeling it like I'm sitting here. I could feel it like I'm physically touching it. Yeah. Yes. Just mm-hmm. to be like, this is still in my body. Mm. And I never I didn't see it. I didn't know which way, you know, and. There's there's ways to check yourself. Check yourself standing up. They say check yourself in the shower. Um, right. Check yourself laying down. Laying down. I also say turn to your side and check yourself. Turn because, to the side. Uh, you know, yeah. and check yourself on the outside and the inside because it was a certain position that it was discovered. You could feel it, that but you I couldn't. I had just checked myself. That's crazy. And yeah. I was like, there's no, I don't. That's huge. <laughs> That's huge, ladies. Okay, mm, because. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of us do. I'm sure a lot of us check ourselves every day, you know, not necessarily um, looking for anything, but just checking to check or just showering, just scrubbing under arms and shaving under arms and stuff like that. Um, Or if you have your significant other or mm -hmm. your your girlfriends, uh, (laughs) I've had uh, plenty of my girlfriends say that they would just come over and start checking me if I, you know, if if, if I need to, you know, once a month. And I was like, I mean, I mean, why not? It's, it's something that other people can kind of tell that you can't sometimes. So Right. Yeah, because when you're, when you're used to, like, seeing something all the time, mm-hmm. you it's hard to sometimes notice differences. Mm-hmm. It's like, was that there last time? Right. I don't know. I check mm-hmm. this all the time. I look at this mm-hmm. all the time. Right. So when someone who does not, you know, they're like, because, mm. okay, oh, my God, I can't remember. But I remember when we were in school, you're supposed to go, like, in this you're supposed to check your breasts like in a, in a circular motion. Yeah, you're supposed to work your way like from the nipple like out, or is it the other way? I, I think I yeah, it, it's it's out into <laughs> the nipple. Yeah. See, I mean, uh, mm. but some people. I mean, mm, I like mm, I said, mm. I was very fortunate for it to be. It was on the outside of my left breast. Yeah. Like my aunt had hers towards the inside. She didn't find hers until I think uh, her her nipple was affected. Mm. And it was like, well, she's like, well, something's wrong. Like, I, it's, well, oh. she felt it in her body, like something was wrong. But the doctor was like, nah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, it's something's definitely wrong, you know. And, was she and, having leakage? Uh, I think, I think eventually yes, but I think just the color mm. of the nipple oh, became yeah. very dark. And I do know about dark nipples now since I've gone through radiation. Like it's crazy looking, you know. But it's just. And he just dismissed her people get <laughs> what's that shit wow <laughs> see that's, that's what i'm saying exactly when i um, if i could exactly. tell you about her story it was the worst we'll i mean come. We'll she had so it. many things wrong so oh. as far as treatment um there's local treatment which is surgery or re- radiation and then there's systemic treatment like chemotherapy hormone therapy targeted therapy and immunotherapy so are you gonna have to do any of those or is it 
So I was had it a lumpectomy. I opted for a lumpectomy. Okay. Um, and my options were either lumpectomy and radiation and then hormone therapy or mastectomy. Which means your so breasts would be cut off. So, yeah, the lumpectomy, they just went in and they just took out the, the tumor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it, it's, it's also like a, a breast, you know, a conservation therapy, like to, just to keep the breasts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a mastectomy is going in and taking out all of the breast tissue. Um, sometimes they will keep the nipple, uh, which, which can be a danger because there are still cells and, and things with the nipple, mm-hmm. but you might not really have uh, their nerves there, but you might not really have the, the feeling. It would just have a look of a nipple. So generally, some people that will go for a mastectomy might want their nipple gone as well, because that's it's a possibility. The risk. It, yeah, it's a possibility for that nipple to have um, to, to be, become affected as well. So okay. um, but as, at my young age, I'm I'm now 34. Um, I haven't had any kids. Uh, it was like, well, either get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And don't have to do any radiation or hormone therapy, um, which has is they both have their you know effects and side effects, or mm. um, just have a lumpectomy, preserve your breasts, and then do radiation and then hormone therapy. But um, because it was early stage, chemotherapy wasn't on the table at all, and very fortunate about that as well. Amen. Um, and for me, I was like, well, I don't even care about losing the hair, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I talked to my breast cancer survivors. They're like, it's so much more than losing a hair. It's like when you lose your hair, it's you lose all your hair. You you lose your eyelash. You, you lose your mm-hmm. eyebrows. You wake up. You look in the mirror. You look. You lose yourself because you look sick, you know. Um, and then you are also are sick. But it's just that also like looking in the mirror and being Seeing like, it. yeah, you yeah. know. So I was that like, I I definitely you know stand corrected on that. That makes sense. Um, um, but I I wanted to keep my boobs. <laughs> Fair I, enough. I Fair very, enough. And, and, and I went back and forth with feeling selfish because I wanted to I wanted to keep them because I do have an attachment to them. They could be smaller. I, I don't care. I just, it's, I wanted them. And I think if I was older, um, if I have had kids and, and gone through all these things that I would probably think differently. I'm sure because mm-hmm. I feel like that's, when you have children, you you have a different mindset about life mm-hmm. and death. You know Everything. what I mean? And you're like, right. whatever it is that I have to do, if I have to cut this arm off to be here for my kids, you know, for the rest yeah. of their or for the rest of my life, then I will cut this arm off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. but being somebody who's young, who hasn't had children, um, hasn't experienced that, it's hard to yeah, it would yeah. be hard to just. But, but also, it was cut early stage, so I think if if I was in yeah, a, in like too. a stage three mm-hmm. or a stage two, then my my whole thought process would have been differently and I would have just been like, well, get them off. Because yeah. there's this other saying of like, forget the breast. Yeah. You know, save Survival the more. woman. Survival. Like, no one can, you know, we don't, you know, and that wasn't, it wasn't on the table for me. That wasn't my journey. It was just like, well, you can get rid of them and deal with all that or, and, and there's a possibility of me getting rid of them that, you know, implants in my body, my body could, could reject it. You yep. know, so then right. I would just mm-hmm. be because there'd be no tissue. I'd just be like flat, you know. <laughs> so there's there's yeah. so yeah. many there's so many possibilities, even with the, the great technology that we have now, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I know survivors sort of have it, you know, 20 years ago where the technology 
was completely different, you know. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So I I had a I had a lumpectomy. I did, uh, like, maybe four. There's like a certain time frame that you have to do. I think within six weeks or or, or a couple months uh, after getting a lumpectomy that you should do radiation or else it becomes not effective. Okay. So then I did five four weeks. I was told I was going to be doing five weeks of radiation. It ended up being four weeks of radiation. So I did four weeks of radiation. And I finish. My last day was September 30th of 2020. Yes. And then we were just in time for Breast Cancer uh, Awareness mm-hmm. Month the next day. You know, so that wow. is uh, it's timing. Divine yeah. time. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Barney, I mean, wh- what was this like for you? Because you were, you know, kind of the cheerleader, the support system. Because Country we were bag. in a, we were literally <laughs> in a pandemic. So <laughs> we as her friends couldn't. We couldn't come over and just hang. Um, you know, people weren't able to be there physically for Amber. And I imagine this is happening all over the world yeah. for people. Um, so as the significant other, like, what were your thoughts and feelings? Oh, man. I'm trying to, like, bring myself back to... I know, we're in a good place, that right? Was a, that was like, a year. We're, no, we're no, in a positive place. But <laughs> it was, go back there. So my initial reactions were, for one, I just remember, like, the day mm-hmm. that it happened. And I just, and I always, and I've never really told you this, babe, but, like, <clears throat> I always found it extremely admirable Uh, right when I told you I found something, how you literally jumped out of bed and made an appointment, like, right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um that to me was huge just i mean just i always look back at that because a lot of people i've heard i have people in my family who've had similar situations where like they're like no it's just you know it's it can't be that you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. and and this very that very well could have been the case but Denial. for you to yeah. like just jump out and nip it in the butt and just just go and you know was like to me i've always admired that and unfortunately like it it ended up being what we didn't want it to be, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To, to, I mean, we were lucky, but you know, the fact that you actually, you had to go through all this and still, you know, towards the tail end of dealing with it is just, it's been a crazy, 2020 has been a crazy few years. That's what I tell everybody. <laughs> 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 um, just when, when we found out and when things started happening, it was, I, I, it just, my, me being there wasn't, it wasn't a thought. I didn't really have to put any thought into it. I just was like, I, for some weird, I just knew internally my gut, my heart was telling me that I just, I, I, I'm not going anywhere. He didn't really give me and any options. I didn't. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, it's, you, yeah. and, that's, and I well, tried. That's, that's the amazing thing. I tried. I because this was very, this was like early on in a yeah. courtship. It's funny. Yes. So it was, you guys know, like and it was, y'all got y'all had to get serious real quick. <laughs> yeah, Amber, Amber is very stubborn, and <laughs> which, which I knew, and like you know, I I just it was weird because it was early in our courtship of yeah. mm-hmm. us, but then like she was still Amber, you know, yes. like the girl that I remember from 
when I was 12, 13 years old for some mm-hmm. reason. And, like, I was just like, no. Something in my mind and my heart was like, hell no. Like, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. I so gave y'all... him plenty of outs. And... Plenty. <laughs> I gave him so many outs that I literally had to. He had to set me straight one day. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to say it again. But I just want you to know that it's there. Like, I didn't want him to be the guy, you know, involved with the woman with cancer. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that is. And, <laughs> and I knew, like, like regardless of what the extent was, <clears throat> what the diagnosis was, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just knew in my heart, like, like we, it wasn't a matter of if we were going to get through this, it was when. Right. And and it was just like, you know, like, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I got you. Was, you know. Barney would, like, make, <laughs> he would call, make appointments and shit. Like, yeah, I mean, you were there. Cut the people out. I had to tell him to oh, yeah. her out a little bit. I'm glad out. to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. I had I to dial that back a little bit. Yeah. I was like, you can't do that. <laughs> mm. No, good. Exactly. That's uh, what I wanted to hear. And uh, it's like, you guys basically had to, I mean, you guys started quarantining. <laughs> and you basically moved in together. I mean... Yeah, for all after, intents and after purposes. we decided officially, yeah, let's be together. And yeah. then two weeks later, we were quarantined. And then later on that week, we had COVID. Oh, yeah, they got <laughs> oh, COVID together. God. Yeah, so then, and that, that's why he was cussing people out, is okay. because we were trying to get tested, and mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. hell trying to do that. And it was like, well, I am in a high percentage. Like, I yeah. do have asthma, and I do have cancer. And telling people that early on, that I had cancer was very hard, especially since the only people that knew at that time were my very close circle. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I made a private group on Facebook. Like I didn't, I didn't want to put it on my social media. There was nothing. I was like, no, people don't need to know this. I don't want any pity. I don't want people um, who have treated me like shit for the last however many years trying or whatever, to trying to come in. out and mm-hmm. give me the soft story mm-hmm. or, you know, and yeah. I mean, and I know people don't know what to say. A lot, I've, I've, had, I've had people say, that's me and i have i, I, I well i've had never it. know what you know to what say I'm but but literally yeah. even people that are going through it don't know what to say yeah but i've right. had some people reach out to me and and say i'm scared for you don't say that right <laughs> that's that's what you don't say i'm like don't be scared i'm that's not dying like i mean I don't, I don't know what what that went through mm-hmm. in in their mind to say that or you know right put up pictures of me like i like it's my obituary and oh my god we were it's it's so many things so (laughs) and 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 maybe that's just my feeling of it but Mm -hmm. it is it was just weird and i've just had you know and i've had people reach out and 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 uh in in support Mm -hmm. and just say you know they they support and you know they're praying for me or you know whatever and i'm not religious but i will accept all your prayers and all your energy you know and um and for, for the most part, people understand that I I might heart a comment, I might like it, but I might not comment on it. Mm. There, mm-hmm. There's only so much energy that I can put towards mm. all of that stuff. Yeah. And I think the yes. saving grace for, for me was, because um, I think in the beginning when I was, uh, like in February, you know, before Rona decided to take over the world, I, I had like a couple of group chats, uh, group chats with all of you guys trying to let you know, like, hey, I'm kind of going through it today. Yeah. And I don't even know what's going on, you know, and that helped me. And I think in March is when I decided to, that March appointment before we went to California for like a little trip, but we decided to, um, it, it's when I found out when my appointment was going to be. And I decided, okay, well, after this appointment, I'm going to make 
this page. I'm going to make this page. I'm going to invite just the close people because I didn't want to answer the questions all the time. And they were they were just constant. And I get it. No one know. Everyone wants to know what happened, what's going on, how are you feeling, you know, whatever. But I don't. I don't really have that much to say, you know. I mean, right. the hardest part through everything was honestly really the journey. Like the the surgery, even though I was had nightmares of my anesthesiologist killing me, um, the surgery was very simple. It was all of those tests that led up to the surgery mm-hmm. that were hard. You know, the radiation was very, very easy. Mm-hmm. It was like five minutes of, of them actually of the radiation and maybe about 10 minutes of positioning me like on the table, but the actual radiation was very simple. Hmm. But when they left the room and I'm laying there and I'm looking at like the matrix lights on the ceiling and stuff like that and, and s- staying still, um, it, it it's, it's like a mind battle, you know? Yeah. And then, and, and being like, oh, I'm fine. And then all of a sudden I'm just like passing out tired because I'm fatigued from it mm-hmm. or, um, eventually starting to see my burn my radiation burn come out and mm-hmm. dealing with the effects of that but i mean it was such a simple process um pertaining to cancer versus you know chemotherapy right you know um okay i want to get really quick we have like 10ish mm, minutes um two things i'm going to go through these risks risk factors cuz there are things that you can control and things you can't and then we're going to talk about, you know, living as a survivor, you know, the body image and the sexuality, because that's what we do here. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so risk factors that you could control certain breast cancer risks are related to personal behavior, such as diet and exercise. Other lifestyle related risk factors include decisions about having children, taking medicines that contain hormones like birth control, mm-hmm. birth control, um, drinking alcohol. The risk increases with the amount, obviously. One drink a day is recommended by women or for women. Um, one drink a day equals like 7 to 10% increase to somebody who doesn't drink. Two to three drinks a day increases it by 20%. And this is wine too. Now I'm a wino, mm. but I've had to take some, some mind, you know, control um being overweight (laughs) or obese um and after menopause it's a little lower right before menopause or before you go menopausal but after menopause the the risks are pretty high um not being physically active not having children we talked about before not breastfeeding being on birth control hormone therapy and breast implants which i didn't know um so the risks you cannot control, being born female, getting older, um, inheriting certain gene changes, because there's like this BRCA gene that if mm-hmm. if you get tested for it young and you find out you have it, more than likely you're going to get breast cancer. So if you find that out early, <laughs> you literally have the choice and they'll chop your breasts off if you want them mm-hmm. to. 
um, or they'll give you a hysterectomy or something. I think Angelina Jolie did that. Yeah, because of her mother and everything like that. But but when you see someone going through those experiences and you've seen it at a young age and you know that they had this gene and if you have the gene, it's a decision you make even before you were in that position. Right. You know, you're just like, hey, if I ever like, I don't care because more than likely you will. Exactly. Um, history You've been of pondering breast, over it for years. History of breast cancer in your family or history of breast cancer with yourself. Um, yep. Race and ethnicity. Black people, you know. Um, being taller. I, I didn't really know that wow. one. Uh, dense breast tissue, which we talked about. Benign breast conditions, like other breast conditions. Early menstrual periods. You know, like we like these when little girls like are starting. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, these little girls are starting their periods at like 10 years old yes, these days yeah and then mon- menopause after 55 um so this is a lot i mean especially the children thing is really upsetting because you know we out here just trying to live our our best lives and not you know <laughs> that not that's all children. i see there and in, in that whole uh, list yeah, is like not if trying you to, are living your life yeah living your you life are at risk and that really don't make a difference either because my aunt had to have a double mastectomy she had eight kids Okay, so it's like if you have them, you're at mm-hmm. risk, and if you don't have them, yeah, mm-hmm. you're damned. You know, it's like this timetable or something. Yeah. You really are. Um, yeah. Were you gonna say something, Vic? I was always gonna say that they actually say that um, under the age of forty-five, there's more cases of Black women that mm-hmm. are being diagnosed with breast cancer than yep. white yeah. women. That's what I was yeah. trying not to say, but yep. Yeah. And during Upsetting. this time of Corona, it's really scary because a lot of people are putting off appointments because mm-hmm. of coronavirus. So that includes mammograms. Right. So what's happening is you're putting it off, you're putting it off. And now what's happening is now that everyone is getting into these doctors, um, they're so booked up for months ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you're, you know, you're possibly putting yourself in danger for being uh, diagnosed at a later stage. You know, not saying, okay, you're going to get a mammogram, you're going to be diagnosed. That's not what it's right. saying. But right. it's just saying that, um, you know, you're putting it off, you're putting it off. And now by the time you're diagnosed, you can be at a later stage. So Early detection is key. It's key. It is the, Early the, best, the best thing that I feel like, even with all those risks that you have, mm-hmm. like, you know, being a woman, being a, a minority you know, having a drink, eating meat, eating mm-hmm. vegetables, mm-hmm. eating eating anything, whatever, popcorn, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, is the best thing is to be able to, you know, get tested early. And I think also with um with with being in the doctor's office, like uh for the majority of my doctor's offices, uh, he can't come inside. Mm. Like so I'm just there, I FaceTime him um and it's just mm-hmm. just you alone and so that thought of being like well i don't want to go through all this stuff alone right you know can also deter you from wanting to reach out and and speak to your you know your doctors and, and get in touch with a specialist just to you know check yourself and then of course people don't want to go to the doctor because of you know everything that's going on but if if it's a necessity you know for your health it's, it's just like you really you never know. And early yeah. detection is, and better is safe. the best thing that you can Absolutely. Think of, better you know, safe. Yes. To jump out of bed and I guess hop on it. Well, it's, it's better than, yeah, oh. kind of being in denial and, you know, deciding like I'll do, I'll deal with it later. I mean, yeah. we do that with so many things. You know what I mean? So Every day. many things. That was actually my plan. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. A few years it ago, would be my I partner. was like, if I ever had it, yeah. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to do nothing. It is what it is. I don't care. I was in such a place where it just, it was hard for me to see anything positive. Right. And then I felt like I got to a positive place and then here comes and cancer. Here you know, and so the way I reacted <clears throat> to it, like you said, was completely different from how I would have like sure. three, four years ago. And I'm really, just to kind of piggyback off of that, because I think about this a lot, because mm-hmm. I remember Amber and I would have conversations about whether or not we would like tell people or who we would tell. <clears throat> and I remember um, the day that she was supposed to have her surgery, the day before, uh, a big group of her friends did just like this yes. huge, <laughs> embarrassing, but like beautiful, like caravan in front of the house. Yeah. yeah. And like, and everybody saw, like, obviously everybody saw on social media, all the neighbors saw, like, everybody knew. Yeah. And I remember we had this conversation where she was like, I, she's like, first off, she was like mad at me because I didn't give her <laughs> enough time to, like, get dressed and, like, her hair was a mess, whatever. <laughs> but when, when she left, she was like, wow, I was wearing pink. Like, I hate pink. Mm. And that was, like, kind of, like, our sign. And I took that as a sign, you know, I kind of interpreted it as our sign to, like, like we need to like tell people tell people and i look back at that and i also i I can't help but think about like chadwick and how Mm -hmm. how he uh kept all that a secret but i always tell i always thought my mind i always told amber like you know by you coming out and having the courage to like talk about this like if you just touch one person or you just make one person that much more aware Aware. of of this Mm -hmm. like you know how you know like and 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 then saving a life yeah i mean like that's huge for real absolutely so i mean i that's another thing i commend you commend you on is is having that courage to just be able to come out and say it because that that's huge i mean you know unfortunately we found out about chadwick after the fact right like and yeah but his his, i mean his his circle knew his correct circle knew very very close circle correct you know i mean Um, which is how i was i mean i was gonna i went from gonna tell nobody not even you to like okay well i guess i'll let him know since he did find it to like okay well let me just tell like my close girls and stuff like that and you know my, my parents and stuff and then i was like okay slowly i was i would let a couple people that i was like cool with like that i felt like cared about me and had positive energy because I was very very strict on the energy that I had in my circle so I was like okay and then like I think we went walking one day it was like right before the scaravan and I was like do you think I'll ever like make this public do you do you think I would ever like I just don't know and I was like when do you think I would do that he's like I think when when you're when it's right you'll know and then like that day like I was it was a horrible day I, I didn't know what was going on. I had to go and have a MRI because of yeah, the wow. effects that COVID had on me and, yep. my, and, and my lungs. And I was like, well, what if I'm just everything was going wrong. And then I took a nap, tried to sleep it away. And I woke up hair a mess. Yes. And um, seeing <laughs> seeing everybody out there and and I cried and it, it was beautiful. And my neighbors who I don't talk to. I mean, we've been in quarantine anyway. But they're like, yeah, congratulations. I was like, yeah, I haven't told you. I mean, nobody around yeah, there you knew. Know and then was. all the neighbors <laughs> were out, you know, in their garage or in their balcony. You know, it it was beautiful. And it was really like a sign for me to be like, okay, I'm going to make it public on my social media. And I'll, you know, just kind of express it a little bit more. But I still kind of keeps, I don't know. I think I gradually kind of 
opened and let more things out. But I just didn't want my social media to be like, hey, there's a cancer girl. You know, like yeah. I, I just wanted to be like, hey, I'm still Amber. Like, you know, still dropping it like it's hot yeah. and letting yeah. it down like it's warm. <laughs> well, I wanted to get Bonnie, into the, the sexual stuff, friends. but we'll, I don't know. We'll talk about that another time. But thank you. Thank you to Barney for, you know, being an upstanding boyfriend. Um, Absolutely. If you guys need any help or support, the American Cancer Society is a great uh, organization that can give you all kinds of help, support, answer questions. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll just, just keep hope alive, guys. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what else to say, but don't forget to register. Don't forget to vote. It's three weeks away, and um, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.